Welcome back to the Free by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evan Williams, and this is episode 50. Right, so here we are, episode 50. <laughs> As I mentioned in the intro, I can't believe it. It's um it's it's flown by. And I think it's because it's just been such a such a fun experience for me. It's been really cathartic as well. It's it's sort of like a more intense form of journaling for me, where I really need to explore these ideas that that I end up talking about on these episodes. And if anyone's been listening along for the whole time, or if you listen back, uh, you'll definitely notice that the podcast sort of changed and evolved as I went. Like initially, it was really prepared. Um, and, and by that, I mean, I think it was out of nerves that I wanted to have everything kind of written out and, and almost like have a script. And I, I quickly got away from that. And, and I really like the the voice and the tone of the podcast now. It's a little bit more talking and, and conversational than what it was before. So it's it's definitely evolved. And it's always given me that that like more profound level of journaling experience just for myself. And then I've mentioned it before excuse me, that through the podcast, one of the the benefits that I wasn't anticipating is that I've really connected with a community of like-minded people that has in turn really inspired me to continue on and to explore in a deeper way the different topics and ideas that that we cover on on the podcast. So, I'm so happy <laughs> that it's episode 50. I'm shocked and amazed, and I'm looking forward to, to more episodes. And as I mentioned, I think two episodes ago, <clears throat> I'm going to stop releasing these in, in weekly episodes and, and, and actually start a, a monthly frequency. Uh, so I'm going to be working on the podcast the same amount of time. It's just when I release an episode, it's it's going to be, you know, a little bit more developed because I'll I'll be able to put the same amount of effort in, but create just one episode instead of four. So I'm hoping that that's going to give me time to really explore specific episode topics and ideas and and do things like more research because I really love doing that and and sharing that on the episodes because I have done that in the past and I I feel like that really um, makes the topic more meaningful for me and in turn I would assume for you as well so that's what you can expect on uh, the subsequent episodes so the next one I'll release will be four weeks from now. And it makes me kind of upset to say that because I really... Uh, this is a highlight of my week, really, to 
to record and share and, and speak with, with you and reach this, this audience and this, this community of like-minded people. So, um, you know, I'm not going away. I'm just going to be uh, releasing new content on a, a slower frequency because that's what this is all about. It's about slowing down and being deliberate and, um, and really exploring these ideas. And I think with 50 episodes now, it's time that I, I can pivot and start doing that, slowing down the release of these episodes. So I hope you're looking forward to those. I definitely am myself. But let's get into the topic for today's episode. What I want to talk about today is just that. I want to talk about the perception of time. Because it's so interesting how life seems to speed up on us as we age. And to demonstrate that, I just want to share an example. So imagine five years passing. So if you are a five-year-old and you get to ten years old, that's you doubling your lifespan. But for a 50-year-old aging to 55 years old, that's just one-tenth of your your lifespan, that five years. So as a five-year-old, that change from five to ten years old may have felt like an eternity because you're doubling your entire ex- existence and experience. But for the 50-year-old, it probably went by seemingly faster than the five-year-old. And it's so in- fascinating to me because... It's the same amount of time, but the perception is different. And this is really profound because time is all we have. It's our most valuable asset. So if there's a way to actually seemingly alter it through perception, then that's invaluable. That's really an incredible concept. You know, we get so distracted with you know, making more money and, and progressing and achieving in our jobs and our careers so that we can buy more things and stuff and, and you know, wow, uh, you know, our, like a significant other <laughs> or, or outdo our neighbors, things like that. You know, we get caught up in that consumeristic uh, pursuits. But time is really our most valuable asset, as I, as I keep saying. So what I'm more interested in is dedicating more time and effort to altering their perception of time, to slowing down time in various ways. And I want to talk about that more on today's episode. What I feel really exacerbates this issue of the perception of time and having time seem like it goes faster as we get older is that... You know, we we may get jaded as life goes on. You know, things become flat. You know, there's a lack of newness of experiences. And and we fall into a a routine, uh, and it becomes mundane. And things just seem to just be on repeat. We're, you know, we're having the same exact experiences, commuting into work, walking the dog, whatever that might be. That repetition makes the perception of time change. It makes, it makes it seem like time is going faster 
when things are done on repeat. And, and there's not a variety of experiences, and you're not having new experiences. So, where my mind goes is if this is the case, if doing things on repeat and maintaining sort of a mundane routine, if that uh, makes time seem like it passes faster, then surely there's a way to make the perception of time change so it feels like it's going slower. And I want to explore that. You know, I, I, want, to, I want to explore the different ways of, of controlling that, that perception of time. Now let's go back to as, uh, what perception's like as a kid. You know, what, as a child, we had so many new experiences. It was every day we were, we were experiencing something brand new to us. And, and this, in my opinion, really helps to slow down the perception of time. It's the exact opposite of the mundane routine. And it's really interesting. Because this is a massive and incredible world that we live in. It's full of variety and uniqueness and new things to learn and experience. So, why do we get to adulthood and decide to trade new experiences in for a mundane, repetitive life? Why do we do that? What if we didn't do that? What if we continued to seek out a life of experiences? You know, a life of newness? What would that look like? How, how could we achieve this? I think about this a lot. And uh, I try to do this in, in many different ways in my life. And there's a couple different aspects to it. And I want to talk about them more. But it always ends up me ends up being me seeking out new things to learn and do. But there are some fundamental things that really center around a conventional life that make a life of newness full of experiences very difficult. Okay, so I want to talk about two main aspects in particular. One is work and the other is living situations. And so these are aspects that I, I use in my life to, to try to experiment with, with this concept uh, of slowing down the perception of time. So the argument can be made for work that um, if, if slowing down, one of the, the ways of slowing down time is by having you know, a life of experiences and newness. Work, the conventional sense of work, is one where you're locked into a set location. You know, you're going to a shop, or you're going to an office, and it's, uh, it's always in the same spot. So you need to live close by. And it's also long-term. You know, there's no set, you know, short-term contract or short-term um, amount of time that you'll be working uh, for that employer or that company. So... As such, there's two things going on. You're, you're locked into a certain location, and you're locked into that certain location for a long amount of time, an indefinite amount of time. So some alternative approaches, obviously, is, um, and I've talked about it in prior episodes, is, is playing around with remote work um, and seeking out, if you can, you know, if you're lucky enough to have that as an option for the type of work that you do, you can 
get a a job that is location independent and, and that will allow you to not be locked into a certain location and if we try to address the term of employment there are options with um, obviously if you control expenses your expense management and and your responsibilities um, to things and to others you you could arguably get away with working for shorter amounts of time each year with, say, contract work, with freelance work, or with um, something like seasonal contract work. Uh, And that would look like something maybe uh, where you're working for three months out of the year during a harvest, uh, say you're working on an apple orchard um, or some organic farm, and for the rest of the year, you have it to yourself to go explore, you know, go, go seek out these experiences, you know, go, go play around with the different uh, possibilities um, that you can maintain in your life. So those are two different ways of um, adjusting and controlling uh, work when it, you know, the, the aspect of work when it comes to slowing down uh, the perception of time in your life. So the other one I mentioned is the living situation. And it goes hand in hand with work too, because if we continue on with the example of the conventional approach and the conventional way, and we are commuting to a set location where the shop or the office is, where we have a indefinite term of employment, a lot of times, and this is, you know, typical, of, of most people that they will either rent for a long term or they will um, get a mortgage. And we all know mortgages are typically 30 years. Um, and I know on average, people usually stay uh, in between like five to 10 years um, in a set home. Uh, but I think that probably is, is longer, a longer term when you look at the general area that a person is staying in, you know, it might be multiple homes, but in general, it's the same um, area that they, they're living because of their job. So that is what's conventional. If, if we play around with that, with alternative approaches, say that the, the work aspect is, um, is sorted in a way where you have either a remote job or you're doing contract work like we just spoke about, you could change your living situation, control that and alter that so that you're either living out of a vehicle, you know, as, as we see with van life, or you're living out of Airbnbs like I've done uh, for a very long term um, pre, you know, the pandemic. Um, and that actually allows you to to move around and to be fluid with the um, with the job as well. So if you have that contract work, you can find a place on Airbnb or you can you can like I said live out of a vehicle in the area where you're working. And then when that's over, you can drive off or you can move to a different Airbnb um, and, and increase the breadth depth and scope of the experiences that you're having. And, and I know the argument here and the assumption is that you need to change 
your physical location um, in order to to have experiences and that's not that's not the case you know we we can definitely have rewarding and new experiences right where we are right now but it's it's so easy to fall into that routine and that rut that that mundane day-to-day when we are in one set location i have found just with first-hand experience that when i do and is i'm lucky to be able to do this but when i do change my physical location it it has this profound way of really knocking me out of my routine so that I'm primed and I'm open and I'm ready for new experiences. So it, it just is, I think the effort is a lot harder. Uh, you need to put a bit more effort and, and attention and, uh, and be very deliberate when you are uh, location dependent in order to, to have those new experiences. But when you are actually location independent and you're floating around more, it's almost like it, it, it uh, pervades, pervades your life in a way that you are just so open and I don't, it's, it's really hard to explain, but it's almost like you're looking at things with a different pair of eyes when you're doing that, which is why I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm making the argument of the conventional versus the unconventional ways um, with these two aspects of, of work and living situations. And these are things that I've, I've played around with. And I plan on playing around with even more to see, you know, what is feasible? What is, what is possible um, when, when it comes to this? Is it, is it possible to really slow down the perception of time and and really revel in that and, and, and make the time that we have stretch, you know, because like I said, that is all that we have. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about is, is really the cost benefit analysis when it comes to all of this. So I, I'm making the argument coming from my own, um, you know, ob- objective, subjective, subjective, um, point of view where, where I want I want this, you know, variety of experiences, not knowing what comes next, you know, with my, I don't want the routine day to day, but there's a cost to that. You know, the benefit is obviously having that variety of experiences. The cost is not knowing what will happen. You know, that there's a cost there. It's scary sometimes, you know, you, you might, um, you might have some negative experiences when when you when you set up your life you design your life in a way that that is um is purposely unstable so that that you are subjecting yourself to new experiences but you also are subjecting yourself to new possible bad experiences and a lot of people embrace and love routine and day-to-day uh like habits uh repetition because it it mitigates that, you know, that it's something that brings them solace and, and calm and, um, and a, a bit of comfort knowing what to expect. You know, they've designed their life in a way so that they know what to expect. That there aren't going to be things that pop up that are, that deviate from, from that routine. 
so that that's a cost benefit there um, and, and then you know likewise if if you do design your life more around the routine and the mundane and the day-to-day -day habit uh, type of, of setup then you are going to not really encourage and, and nurture the possibility of these new experiences so it's something that's different for everyone I know a lot of people that really um, thrive on on routine um, myself I, I definitely thrive on on not knowing what comes next and and having that um, that openness of enabling and allowing life to kind of happen in a very varied way in uh, unexpected ways there's a lot of serendipity to that and I, I really I really do love that uh, and spontaneity I should say so anyway that was the last thing I wanted to mention um, again I think about it a lot I'll, I'll definitely have more episodes on this because I do plan on toying around with this with these concepts and and um, changing other aspects of my life according to this this concept so stay tuned for that but I hope this gave you something to think about for your own lives and at least to, so that you question you know what is most valuable to you is it the the pursuit of these new experiences or is it the routine and and the uh, knowing what will come tomorrow and, and having that comfort that comfort level in that in that day-to-day so I hope it's it's given you some food for thought um, I definitely think a lot about it <laughs> but as always keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then please follow or subscribe to my podcast please also comment or leave a review you can also follow me on Instagram under free by design channel 